Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who, like our guests today, are famous siblings, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Jonah, I know that we're both very excited about our guests today. We've been lucky enough to get to do their incredible podcast, Wow and Wow. I met one of our guests today when, and now I'm not sure exactly, I think it she was in the show at Second City called No Country for Old White Men. She was in the main stage cast of the show and I came into understudy and I have the most fond memories of that, of understudying you know, her show because... Although I believe she was pretty nice to me. In general, those casts would really bully me quite a bit in a loving way. Like they would bully me like the way that sort of when people meet me and they they kind of get me right away, they just go straight into sort of light bully mode because that's my role. You know what I mean, Jonah? I'm the one you bully sort of in a loving way because you know that I am nice and I won't give you anything back. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying listening to this because you're trying not to say the guest's name, but also talk about her. And that's always tough. It's always a bit of a um, threading a needle when we're excited to introduce our guests today. But then we also don't want to give away their names, even though their names are very clearly written on the show information and everyone listening to this knows who the guests are but we act everyone like listening, it's going to be this big surprise yeah everyone listening knows exactly what is going on yeah well let's just maybe introduce them and get into it i think our guests today are new york times bestselling authors who co-wrote the book you'll never believe what happened to Lacey. crazy stories about racism and a second book the world record book of racist stories Plus, they host the podcast, The Amber and Lacey, Lacey and Amber Show. Please welcome host of The Amber Ruffin Show and her sister, otherwise known as everyone's favorite middle child, the talented and hilarious siblings, Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having us. Yay. Yay! Thank you so much for being here. We're excited. Excited to be here. Now, who the fuck was bullying you? Well, 
Because Amber and I will find them today. I'll fight them tonight. The we'll bullying. find them in the streets. <laughs> you know, I used to I used to understudy Emily Wilson and Shelley Gossman a lot. And either one of them would sort of bully when I, the other one was up, but like lovingly. And like, then as the cast sort of changed up, it would be uh, Brad Morris bullying me, Mike O'Brien bullying me. You know what I mean? Like it just sort of, and everybody kind of, everybody just kind of had fun. I, I now will that say, you say the people's names, I'm like, Emily bullying you, probably yeah. not. That's they're a different the, type they're of the sweetest people. <laughs> yeah. So they're, so I'm using the term bullying almost too liberally. Like it's showing that they accepted me. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> teasing a little. Teasing. Teasing me. Teasing. Because there's a, I would there's a better word. We'll find it. There's a better word than bully. I mean, I it sounds like by the way ribbing. The four ribbing. 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 The four people whose names I just mentioned are like the most talented, sweet, amazing, hilarious people. And it sounds like I'm like outing them. <laughs> I don't need to be like <laughs> they punched like, me every outing day. them for yeah. bullying me. They really couldn't have been <laughs> sweeter to me. And they and can't. I yeah. still look up to all four of them so much. But also I think it was the most fun I ever had doing a show in Chicago, maybe. And don't tell my improv team, Revolver that. Oh, remember Revolver? <laughs> Didn't you guys have am I am I making this up? You I'm, might be I'm mixing Okay. Up. Who am I thinking of? You might be confusing us with the reckoning. That's right. Yeah. Revolver, because I was gonna say I think Revolver was not cool yet when you were on main stage. But we got cool, okay? And oh, that's congrats. what matters. Amber, were you on any improv teams? And Lacey, have you ever entered this world of improv? <laughs> Amber and I did the improv just, just growing up. I think Lacey's <laughs> offended that you would even ask. <laughs> I'm leaving. No, well, Lacey, <laughs> please stay. Because Jonah took an improv class once. You did? I took a couple improv classes at UCB a very long time ago. Yeah. Jonah, and, I don't even know you anymore. I know. <laughs> it, you know, it was like, it was kind of that period where like UCB was getting more popular and it was like half the people seemed into comedy and half were like trying to sort of like make it in the industry or something. And it mm -hmm. was, it was just like a strange kind of vibe. Although my first ever improv teacher was Anthony Atamanek, who was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was great. Like it. Yeah, it just wasn't really, it was fun for me, but I wasn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't exactly my thing. You were but doing I, it to help with your writing, right? I was doing it to help with my writing. And to be honest, now I work as a therapist and I think a lot of those skills, you know, can be good just for any sort of yeah. therapeutic conversation, a journalistic conversation. I think just the yes anding, agreeing with people, like trying to get more. I think those are good, just communication skills in general. Oh. So does that kind of make yes. you feel differently, and? Lacey? <laughs> See, Lacey? Lacey? Yes. Buddy? And? I just keep saying yes and. You're on this whole podcast now. You're pretty good. You do. The thing I had the most problems with for me was like the body language stuff where it's like, I'm going to pretend I'm making a cake and like I have to do it like with yes. my arms. And it's like, I can't, I can't. That. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want there to be a real cake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like she brought a real cake. We did a whole episode oh, about improv with Sam Richardson maybe a few months ago. It came out, and I think Sam and I both decided afterwards we can never do improv again. <laughs> <laughs> JK, I certainly see true. where you're coming from. Maybe we can, but I don't. Know. Lacey, but, would you ever go to any of Amber's shows? Or oh, I've you... been to yes, I love yeah. going to see Amber. Show. Love them, yeah. love them. And then I said, "That's my baby." 
anything. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Love it. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I love to watch it. Love all of that. Couldn't do it. And Amber knows I can't memorize anything. We've had to do some things where we've had to like have the script, but normally they give us like cue card. If that's not a cue card, I won't remember a line. I don't have it in me. And my daughter loves musical theater and she can do all that. I envy people that can memorize a script. I could never. Yes. Never. I don't have that skill. So I envy people that can do that. I think you get better at it if you have to do it a lot. Like I remember when I used to understudy those main stage shows at Second City, the understudying got me really good at it because they'd be like, you're doing a show tomorrow. And I'd had to memorize like an entire, yeah. What? You only can't memorize anything because you have another option. But if your options are memorize it or look like a fucking asshole, yes. you will remember it's it. Happen You'll me. remember it 100%. Yes. Guaranteed. It's crazy what the mind does. You just learn how to yeah. do it. Yeah, you don't want to be embarrassed. And that drives you. It really, oh. really drives you. Okay. And by the way, I wasn't meaning to um, badmouth improv. It's just you have to be so vulnerable in a way that I just don't know that I can. I don't know if I have it in me still. Mm. I think it's silly. You have to look like a, a silly butt. Yeah. Yeah. But can you? I don't know. Not everybody can do that. I'll look like an asshole all day. I don't give a rip. <laughs> and the thing that, Jonah, you were talking about is I feel like in certain improv classes, certain teachers, yeah, you'd have to just walk right up to the front of the stage and start making a coffee and doing dishes and cleaning. Yeah, you just have to be like doing And I was always like, I don't think I can make up stuff to talk about and do all these motions at the same time. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's that, and then like the games you have to play at the beginning, like quote unquote loosen up, where it's like everyone go in the in the middle and like dance or something. It's like, I, oh like, yeah, I, like the like warm-ups I gotta go, for your guys, team. I gotta go. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. the warm ups for your team. Yeah, it is odd. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. If you were to describe improv to someone who had never heard of it, they'd be like, "You're improvising what improv is." <laughs> Because yes. it makes no right. sense. Yes. I just had this memory of one time my team at IO, or maybe it was my class was doing a show. Anyways, we decided that a great thing for us to do was to like share each person share like a, something that they thought no one knew about them. And some of the stuff that people shared was like pretty dark. And 100%. then it was like, okay, let's go do a show. Yes, like, yes. It was like, why did we do this to warm up? <laughs> and to your point, Amber, there's like no rules. It's like, this counts as a warm up. I can remember two separate times where someone said something unhinged in that shit. Wow. It was like, oh no, we can never do this again. Then the second time happened, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then it (laughs) happened again. Guys, be careful. Be careful. Don't be cheerful. Be careful. That's right. Mm -mm. That's right. Lacey, what was your, did you have sort of like a, did you play an instrument or have like a creative outlet? Like what was your kind of thing when you were younger or now or whenever? Um, It's funny. We did. And I don't think Amber was a part of this, but we always acted out plays. My sister Crystal would write these weird ass plays and then we would go do it. They actually let us perform a play that my sister wrote. In elementary school, and we got to go to class to class and perform it in front of the class. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yes, because Crystal would write all the time and write these things. So I loved her oldest sister drama. Yeah, we have an older sister, and this is so funny. 
could not tell you, I can't remember what the play was, but we incorporated, don't, I can't believe Amber was not a part of this, the song Dancing Queen in it. And we sung it and we danced at the end of the play. What was it? Like, this seems right up Amber's I alley. I don't know what the play was about, but I remember going, ooh, can we put Dancing Queen in there? And they were like, yeah. And so we sang, we sang Dancing Queen at the end of the play. Oh there was no God. reason for us to do it. Can you imagine? Yeah. Guys, and that's how she got weird. The podcast is yeah. over. <laughs> we're weird. We were weird, we weird people. It. Yeah. We would do little bits in the house, though, Amber. Because remember, I was Imogene Thudpucker, and I loved that. Do you remember Imogene yeah. Thudpucker? We would do yeah. weird bits all the time. Like, all of a sudden, we're like, okay, we're going. And I was like a business lady, and I would put on these big, thick glasses and maybe like a wig. And I would be like, Imogene Thudpucker. And we would just do these weird bits all the time. There were also songs that we wrote a million songs. people don't know. Yeah. And I was very young, and they would have all these songs that they had made up. Wow. And then I got out into the world and was like, you know, the song about fish heads. And they were like, that's not a song. I was like, oh, oh, I guess I, guess I saw Lacey the pony climb up the tree. That yeah. was a big hit. That's yeah, a classic. It wasn't a real yeah. song. Yeah. 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 Not real. Not Jonah, real. did you write songs as a kid? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I wrote, I was, you know, I was playing in bands when I was like 15, you know, so. But before that. Before that. Yeah, I feel like I would kind of write songs in a notebook or something. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I think little. Did you? Well, Mia and I, you know, wrote songs. Our cousin Mia and I wrote songs and she's since told me one of them in particular was like a ripoff of a song that exists. (laughs) She's like, I didn't write that. Sing it. Well, she stole a song. <laughs> I thought it was her own. I can't remember. Well, uh, first of all, before I sing, you guys have to sing one of your. Do you remember one of the greats or like a There's compilation of a few? <laughs> firemen and I saw the pony climb up the tree. Mm. Let's do the firemen. The okay. pony climb up the tree. We can't. Okay. No one okay. will ever. I'm the fireman. Well, that's actually that's from Sesame Street, but the rap. We added the rap. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. I'm the fireman. I'm ready to go. I'm the fireman. I'm the fireman and I'm ready to go. A bright red hat and a rubber hose. I put out the fire at your crib. I never, never got, got a medal, medal for what I did. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. Wow. Right? Wait, can I hear the fish one, fish heads? Or? Fish heads a real song, too. Fish Heads is a real song, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. But we also put a rap heads. in there, but I don't remember okay. the rap. <laughs> yeah. The Roly poly fish heads. Fish heads. Ha! Eat them up. Yum. Yeah. They're fish heads. They're not bones, but, but you, you can't, can't eat them. Got, got to, to leave, leave them alone. alone. They bounce on the words as you can see. So everybody come and sing along with me, fish heads. <laughs> Whoa, so you put Yeah songs that's incredible that was a really good remix though because if you think about look at it because the song goes fish heads fish heads roly-poly fish heads fish heads fish but then crystal made it fish heads roly-poly fish it's so cute so cool too wait jonah you know fish heads yeah, it used to be on MTV and stuff. Like it's yeah. like an '80s or like yeah. late '70s. Okay, so it's not like a Raffi song. It's not like Baby Beluga. It's no, like it's an like adult. a kind of a comedy song, but not like really for kids. I don't mm. think. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll sing a little bit from the song that Mia and I wrote. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, Thank you so much, Vanessa. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. It goes like this. I know everyone had forgotten. Everyone had forgotten, but thank you for bringing us back to when you can perform. It goes. I need it. So her name's Mia and mine's Vanessa, as you know. Okay, here. So that'll just make the beginning make sense. It goes, hi, we're MV and we like to chill ya. We know a little girl called Emma Cavilla. She has a lot of friends. There's Julie... (laughs) There's Julie and Jenny and Hillary too, but I'm not sure I should say it to you. She's got them. She's got them. Friends. Friends are really nice. uh, Nice. The friends are really nice. They're even nice. And then then Mia goes, hey, V, why don't you pump up the beat for me? And then I go, she's got them. She's got them. She's got them. She's got them. Friends. I think there's one more verse, but I won't. I will, you guys kind of have. I think we got the idea. Yeah. I so like wait, what's it. what's the name? You say is that the stolen song? You know, I should find out. I bet mm. I could text. Her. I should find out. She later told me that song is taken from something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like okay, by later, by later, I mean like two years ago, and we wrote this. Song. <laughs> She's been living in shame this whole time. We it's wrote been this. Eating up her soul. <laughs> Like, I and this song that. is over 30 years old. So it's been. <laughs> Wait, so it's about how someone else has a lot of friends. Is it or from they... an R&B song? Because I felt a little hip hop vibe think in there. This might be. Okay, wait. I'm just gonna... How many of us have, have them? Is it must friends? Be friends. friends. Um, I'm it gonna... sounds like fishes. Before we go any further, let's be friends. I'm just going to send her a quick text and see what. Tell is... her we're outing her. I mean, she's going to go, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Certainly don't put it on the podcast. But I love how she remembered. Isn't it funny how you can remember? It is. It's, you can remember songs. Lyrics from back in the day. I will definitely write a song and then be like, oh, that song already exists. <laughs> that certainly happened to me to before. Yeah. Well, what I'm impressed, you know, musically with you two is that when we were on your podcast, you're able to like play live samples and stuff on the fly. That's that to me is really, but we've never done that. That all gets added later for us. <laughs> we now we edit later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we edit later. <laughs> we now. do the theme song and then Learned. we make up the theme song, but the rest of them shits. Man, I can't be pressing all these buttons. I get it. No, 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 no. I was, I know, I was impressed you were doing that. It's like. You gotta focus. There's too you, many things. You're a songwriter. You're, 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 you, you two are New York Times bestselling authors. You're songwriters and performers. You're look. You've toured around many, many classrooms doing. Did a whole elementary school tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you got to trigger sound effects while you're working. Yeah. It's too much. I'm above like, all of that now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, speaking of being, I sometimes I try and come up with segues where I don't know what I was going to say, but we are going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> You're going to say being above something? What I was, was yeah, I was going to say like, speaking of being above something, oh. we're between a commercial break. Or, like it's all prepositions. Right, right. I see what, yeah. You just got to be do confident. Do you remember? Yeah. And do you remember how you learned pre- prepositions in like middle school? It was like, it's you use a box like above the box, below the box. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Amber and Lacey. <laughs> 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Wow. Breaking news. Breaking news. During that commercial break, I was able to find out the source of our of Mia and my quote-unquote our song, what Friends. Is it? And the song is Erase Key by Houdini. Friends. Isn't that friends? How many of us have First them? them. That's Houdini. Friends. Yeah, it that is, is Houdini. Hilarious. It has to be. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's what we said. You called it, Lacey. Good job. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh no! Wait a second. She said erase key. She meant erase the word key. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry. It's so Houdini. it's the friends song by Houdini. Houdini. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know what a race key meant, you, but I know who. You got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. She, she wrote Houdini. key Houdini key erase key, and then I thought the name of the song was erase key, but it was. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you got it. Oh, it she sent friends. me a link to it, and she <laughs> clarified the spelling is Houdini. Houdini, W H O. Yeah, which mm-hmm. same pronunciation, I guess. But yeah. um, I'm impressed that you got it right away, Lacey. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was a good song. It's a hot song. It's a good, it's a good song. song. It really is. And when mm-hmm. I sang you our song, did it sort of? You said it sort of seemed like might have been a, a little hip hoppy going on, hip hoppy mm-hmm. song. Yeah. That's true. It was a rap. Yeah, it's a rap. Yeah. And then if you do the math of when songs mentioned friends and when you were a baby, there's only a couple yeah. of them. She just mm-hmm. actually texted me and said, I don't remember listening to this song as a kid, but we had to have ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's really funny. We're very excited because <laughs> Amber and Lacey, we asked you to bring in a topic today to talk about. And one of your topics really thrilled us. And we just, we have so many questions, but to start, I'm just going to introduce what the topic is. You suggested rolling down a hill in a barrel. Mm-hmm. Now, take us through what your experience with that is. Okay, so our father used to work at Duncan Hines. And Duncan Hines is like, you know, they make cakes, brownies, all that, all desserts and Delicious. stuff. Delicious. So he would bring us these huge barrels because that's how they would store the chocolate chips. So there would oh be... Oh my God, they have chocolate chips. So did tons, they smell there like would chocolate still be t- Oh, there would still be tons of chocolate chips in this barrel. Oh my so God, would this is my dream. And eat all these chocolate chips. Oh my... And he would bring us oh. brownies and desserts all the time. But I, I loved the chocolate chip barrel more than anything. And when I tell you it was a barrel, it was a barrel big enough to put a human being in. So we would take the oh bag out, eat all the God. chocolate chips. Then we had a huge yard. We had over an acre. So we and that and it was it was on a slope. It sloped down. Wait, I have a question about the barrel. One more question. So okay. it's a big. It's lined with a big bag that's full of chocolate chips. Yes, yes. And your parents were like, "You can just go, go for it." There's five no, of us. No, by the time the barrel oh gets yes. to us, it has been empty. It's been empty but because by it's probably a bag, some type of machine. There's a ton there's- of. Chocolate chips still in there. Yeah. yeah. It's not completely full. I see. I'm sorry. My dad did not steal from the... (laughs) That sounded No, 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 no. I would have thought that they'd say, like, here, go ahead. How did you get into it? Like, did you... Would you tip the barrel on the side? Or would you go in from the top? You would pull the bag out, and then we would eat eat all the... Leftover. Leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill... And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. Now, How, Amber, wait, did you explain- enjoy this? Loved it. Freaking loved it. Exhilarating. I hated it. 10 out of 10. I'm sorry. I interrupted you when you were telling us about the barrel because I had so many questions about the chips. Now that I understand the chips, will you re-explain the barrel? I mean, sorry, the hill was in front yard, backyard. Backyard. And, backyard. And it's, what does it lead to? The bottom. And how steep we it's- talking? It's deep enough so, that we also would use a toboggan and go down the hill <gasps> super fast. So, I yeah, mean, it's, it's it, you pick up speed. <laughs> you pick up speed. You can't control it. You can't control it. You're no. going to feel it. It's, and is it just into a field or is it like, um, are there trees at the bottom there that you're going to hit? There's a gate at the bottom. So, if it's you went, yeah. it's, it, it's like very, very steep hill and then it levels out for a while so you okay. would stop before you hit the fence sometimes sometimes but if <laughs> wow. you really got good speed i mean that's the goal right you, you want to hit the fence. fence and this is one of the reasons why i am extremely claustrophobic i never enjoyed it Aww. one time my sister shoved me in there and in the middle of Not the roll me. i decided i wanted to get out 
and I never did this again. I put my hands on the outside of the barrel. And oh no! Smashed them. And from then on, I was terrified to get inside that barrel. Amber's a little thrill seeker. She loved that. Ooh. I hated it, but I love to watch them do it. I was like, that looks fun. I don't have it in me to do that anymore. I've Amber. How old? When I was born, how old was I born? I was born a sixty-two-year-old woman. I didn't enjoy <laughs> this. I've always yeah. been an old lady. Didn't enjoy it at all. Okay, so and what's the lid? What are the lids like on these? No lid. Oh, there was a lid, but we'd never put the lid on. You wouldn't put the no, lid on. No, no, no. You would do it lidless. You do it and lidless. Then lots of times, your instinct is to hold on to something. Yes, the of course. The only thing you can hold on to is the edge of the barrel. Don't do that. And that's going to roll, and it's going to crush all of your fingers. <laughs> so you have you to gotta know. You got to be like this inside. Don't, so, like, if you were a thrill seeker like me, you're just flopping around in that mug. You don't want to hold on to anything. But if you were a cautious child, you would hold on to the That's outside me. rim and you would crush all your little You'd fingies. never do it again. you do it once. Yeah. Yeah. And one time one of our friends got stuck in that barrel. No. Amber, you remember? We called him Charlie Brown. He was just Michael Jones. Charlie. Who got stuck no. Don't say names. Names. Say, I always say Nathan names. Vanessa, got always, Vanessa always is like, oh, do you mean this person? Here's her full, full <laughs> last name. And I'm Nathan like, Nathan uh-huh. got stuck in the barrel. And that was really sad. We had to pull him out. He was he home. okay? Yeah, he was fine. He just, just tensed a little. Up and, and he was probably too big to be in that barrel by that time. Now, speaking of which, <laughs> I just wanted to say, did any of you ever get injured? Any you or any of your siblings going down yeah. the barrel? It's this just is, my fingers. Yeah, such a classic. Like you know, there's all these like articles about like stuff that we did when we were kids that like now would be looked at as being so dangerous. Yeah. Okay, so you went down. So you went down the barrel. Was there ever a snow element to it? Like, was it? Was there ever a weather? No, never. Yes, the barrel was for good weather, but. <laughs> For snow, we had a ski bike, which is a bike that has skis where the wheels are. Oh my God. So you can kill yourself on that bike. So scary. Yeah. What is the point of a ski bike? (laughs) Just so that, like, if you fall, there's a bunch of metal in front of you. Oh my goodness. That's right. That sounds truly the worst idea. No, I don't know where to turn. (laughs) I don't know where to turn. Just the barrel. A barrel down a hill, and no one ever really got gravely injured. Now, did you ever... A move that we pulled that was sort of similar... Well, I have two stories. One is it involves our cousin Mia again when we were kids. The songwriter? The songwriter. From Houdini. The the, slash Houdini (laughs) fan. Yes. (laughs) We had stairs in our house, and that was an endless source of fun. Carpeted stairs, yeah. Yeah, carpeted stairs. And so we've talked about this on here before too, but we used to often take a pillow and sort of sled down the stairs uh, right into a door that was at the bottom, right into a closet at the bottom of the stairs. That's (laughs) why I was asking what was at the bottom because, you know, we didn't have uh, much of a landing at the bottom of the stairs. So that was, uh, that was tough. But one time Mia... I can't remember who did it first. I think Mia rolled down the stairs as if she was in a barrel, but with no barrel. The carpet of the stairs being the barrel, sort of serving the same purpose as the, in terms of quote unquote protecting her. 
And then Jonah, I think you saw Mia roll down the stairs and you thought that it looked so fun that then you rolled down the stairs. Yeah, it sounds possible. And then you sort of hurt yourself because probably the stairs it, there was there was about a two foot clearance and then a closet door. So you go down and then it was you didn't. But have I a think lot of you space. hit yourself. You hurt yourself just even on that roll down. Oh no! Because Vanessa it, has so much of a better memory than I do that I think we had oh. completely different childhoods because I can't remember <laughs> any of the stuff. Vanessa's like you. I maybe I yeah I probably did. If you say that, yeah. I probably did. It probably hurt. <laughs> Sounds like it would have hurt. <laughs> didn't mm-hmm. feel good, but. Did you guys ever do anything like that inside the house? You ever rolled yes. a barrel down your stairs? We, in our house, we had a clothes chute. Oh, God. Yes. So upstairs, you would put your mm-hmm. clothes down the chute. Yeah. So sometimes children would go down the chute. I never did it. Lacey, did you go down the chute? Now, you know when it all stopped? Uh-oh. Because I had two what? older sisters. I got experimented on by Crystal and Angela all the time. And one time, they would always shove me down the chute. I against my will oh my God. and they shoved me down the chute one time and I got stuck and my dad had to come home from work and pull me out and we never did it again. Wow. And I, God. again, another reason why I'm claustrophobic. I didn't want to go down that chute, but they would make me do these things. And I, can you imagine being hung upside down and you can't get, you oh can't my God, get out. You were upside <gasps> down. Yeah. It was face. We went face. <gasps> I went face first. No. Yeah. So my dad had to rush home and, Snatch me out. Oh my God. Yeah. They did. That's what we did. That's horrible. It's almost better that you got stuck, though, right? What? Like, no. Why? Well, because then you're going face first down this, like, shoot. Like, you know, at least you're That's not, you're not at all. No. I never wanted but to wait get a second. in it. Before then, had you successfully gone oh, down yeah, the shoot before? I'd always oh, okay. fall down gotcha. on a big thing of clothes. Okay, like, got it. Got okay, yeah. Jonah was where you were, Jonah, you were thinking there was no padding at the bottom. Yeah, I was oh, thinking, no, yeah. Oh, no, there's yeah. padding. Oh. There's okay. padding. Okay, because we, we had a laundry chute growing up, but I, we never went down it. Oh. I was going to say, Jonah, this was another thing. Jonah knows exactly exactly what I'm going to say, which is I used to have this recurring dream that I would jump down the stairs from the top stair to the bottom stairs. And then I tried to do it once while I was awake because you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you're like, I don't know. And I literally physically couldn't do it because of the physics of it. Like, because the ceiling followed at the same angle as the ground. So it's like, I wouldn't have been able to get the angle required to jump to the and I remember standing at the top of the stairs and being like so disappointed that it was just something I had dreamt about but the other thing that I think I maybe dreamt about was going down that chute but I don't think we ever did no our chute was pretty tiny it was too small. it was small it was pretty small and you know what I always thought was cool that older houses used to have were intercoms did you guys have an intercom at your house no we didn't but I had friends that no. did Oh, that was so cool. 70s intercom system. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. You guys, I live in a house that's built in the 70s. And what we have is a thing I've never seen in a house in my entire life. There is a thing in the wall, and it's in every room, where you open up a little flap. You know, like the things that cover the outlets. That's exactly where it is and the size of it. And if you open it, then there's a big hole and the holes start sucking. And what you have instead of a regular vacuum cleaner is just a big ass hose and you take it with a vacuum, you know, like cleaner on the end and you take the hose from room to room and that's how you clean your house. The house itself is a vacuum. It's a vacuum cleaner. 
Never heard of it. Never seen it in my entire. Where does life. it go? Like, where does it empty out to? I was about to say, have you ever emptied it? <laughs> never emptied. <it. laughs> wow. um, Amber, it's. Time. I have never emptied it. It's, I couldn't tell you where it is. It's. It's time to empty. It's it. fine. It reminds me of a certain sci-fi show that I've only seen one season <laughs> of, where, but we won't say the name of it because it's strike. But it feels very like where did all the stuff you vacuumed go? Yeah. We need to find that out, Amber. It could be going into a whole alternate universe, and I need to know this. It's not my business. <laughs> I don't know. It's not our business. As long it's as going the into the neighbor's kitchen, vacuuming. and they're it's getting fine. upset every time she does it. Fine. Where is this coming from? They're fine. You know, oh. vacuuming is something that I've gotten so into as an adult. Something it's like so I feel like that thing that you it's were the most satisfying. Where it's like right. I always want an excuse, and if I see something where there's like a bunch of like. Stuff in the, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, it's like so, yeah, what is it about that? When you hit a certain I age, you're like, I just want to vacuum it. everything. Absolutely. I haven't hit that age yet. And I don't know if I will. I love sweeping fact, and vacuuming. Yeah. It's great. I'm almost the opposite to the point where I don't even see stuff that needs to be swept or vacuumed. Are you adding things onto what? the floor? You're, just, <laughs> you're not even making the trash. You're just like, eh. <laughs> let me just drop this right I here. Sort of, I'm just like, yeah, that's what floor looks like. No. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Uh, floor should look like stuff, Vanessa. <laughs> Any other adventures inside or outside the house? I'm so glad you're okay, Lacey. That is so scary that you were yeah, stuck upside down. I thought I was down. never going to be able to play the piano again. Do you know how long but... <laughs> you were stuck upside down for? Oh, I was thinking the barrel thing. It was oh, a while. Barrel... It was enough for me to be crying, them calling my dad, and my dad coming home from work. That's a long Dang, time. dude. So do you think it was like, Lacey, because of all this stuff kind of you went through, but Amber, by the time you were growing up, like your parents had instilled, like you can't, you can't do this stuff or you'll get in trouble or no? No, because Lacey <laughs> was my older sibling. Okay. Like the two older siblings older than Lacey were too old to be concerned with me at all. Okay. I just had Lacey and Lacey's too nice to do that. Okay. Right. right. Because yes. she was tortured. So. Yeah, I was tortured. <laughs> they experimented on me. Anyone has any reason to be claustrophobic. I think someone who has been both stuck in a laundry chute and a barrel. And yeah. Amber. The red oven. We had a red oven. Oh, what? the red oven. It was a toy oven and, and the doors only opened out. So my sisters would stick me in the red oven and <laughs> put it upside down. Can't get out of that. Crystal, come on. That's terrible. Then someone come and rescue you. You'd be like, oh, I'm stuck in the oven in the backyard. Be rocking back and forth. The dad come out and rescue you. <laughs> so you want to talk about being claustrophobic? These are the reasons why. People ask me why and I get, but the red oven really did it to me. Cannot be in closed spaces. Oh it's, my it's, God. It's amazing your dad got any work done at Duncan Hines. <laughs> telling you to come home every <laughs> other day to rescue you. She in that closet over there? <laughs> <laughs> Do not like small spaces. I no wonder he was it. always bringing home barrels of chocolate <laughs> chips. You probably felt wanted you to feel better. Yeah. Did you get stuck in anything today? Here, go ahead and have this chocolate chips. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm speechless. I'm just speechless. I guess we're going to take another commercial break, which is a good time to do it is when you're speechless, is how they say in the world of podcasts. But we'll be right back with Amber and Lacey. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. How's everyone feeling after? I'm feeling ready to roll down a hill in the barrel. So you it's say. Really fun. Lacey's wrong. It's so super you fun. Say. Everybody you're do it. Would you find any life. chocolate chips kind of bouncing around when you're rolling oh. down? No, it's that sucker's cleaned out. Well, you had taken the the plastic yeah, the bag. Plastic right. Out. Okay. There's so no, no plastic more. bag. There's a plastic bag in like a cardboard-ish barrel yeah. with like metal edges. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to our game, can I just ask, do you find that you have such good self-control around desserts as adults because you grew up with them all over? Like I, if we had one bag of chocolate chips in our house growing up, we like would have to eat it. Like it would just be, we couldn't handle it. And I still am like that. Like I still, any desserts in my house, I'm like, I have to eat all of this right now. Do you feel like it gave you a special self-control? No, quite the opposite. Wow. I can't not eat all of any trash <laughs> trash food that's in the house. I got to eat all of it and it's got to be instantly. Yeah. But I wasn't, I'm because I'm the youngest of five, they were tired of telling me to clean my plate. So I didn't get used to that. Oh. So I only eat four things and they're all fucking trash. <laughs> Amber's terrible. She's like a toddler. She's never grown I'm a baddie from what she's Amber, eating. what are your four things? That's what I was kind of wondering. Chicken. In almost any Wait, way. Okay. Taco stuff. Okay. And green beans. Okay. And 
and mac and cheese. You know, like desserts. Dessert. Oh, yeah, she does like desserts. That's about it. Yeah. You have to choose your restaurant carefully because Amber's like, there's nothing I can eat there. I know. Like, <laughs> I'll go with you. There's no clown on the menu, there. so she, you can't take her. There's nothing. She going to a kid's wow. place. She's she's game. Wow. Yeah. Fancy seafood restaurant. She's not going to go in there. She's not no, in there. No, who I'm needs going it? To that shit. It's too terrible. Terrible. Well, I think those are a good four things. They sort of allow a lot of freedom of other things. You know, they're very general. So, but all delicious. Yeah. So I think that's great. Not bad. Well, are you ready to play a pretty fun game, you two? We are ready. Yay. Okay. This game is called (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. Otherwise known as Let's Make Fun of People Who Don't Know How to Use Change.Org. In this game, we'll bring up three different nostalgic petitions that people have made on change.org, and we'll each vote for our favorite. Are you ready to play? We are ready. Yeah! Sorry, I keep asking if you're ready. It's because I'm nervous for this first one. We're ready. This first one (laughs) came out about a year ago, and it's called Hire Amber Ruffin to Host Oscars 2023. And the petition says, Amber Ruffin should host the Academy Awards in 2023. Sign this petition if you agree. Is that a joke? Well, look, it has eight signatures. <laughs> Is, am I on there? I don't remember Somebody, signing it. I would have. Lacey, I've never heard of this. Oh, no. Somebody put it on here. And... What? Yeah. I think I'm going to get to host. (laughs) You're going to get. No, I know you've hosted other shows. Like I know you've hosted other award shows, but this is the Academy Awards. Many would say is the biggest of the big. That's right. And this woman, Brandy, started it. I won't give her last name. Okay. But yeah. I know. I'm like, do we know a Brandy? Amber, what do you think? Oscars come to you. They say, we're looking for a host. What do you think? Are you into it? What's your... what's your Ten toes down. Yeah. A billion percent. Okay. You know what the funnest thing is? Is writing. I love writing for award shows because I write on Late Night Seth. So then he's hosted, you know, the Oscars and the Golden Globes, I want to say. But then I also wrote for the Tonys. Oh, wow. And then the Emmys. Oh, Seth hosted the Emmys, not the Oscars. Maybe he did host the Oscars. I don't know. Yeah. But all kinds of stuff. And they are so fun. And then I hosted the Writers Guild Awards and maybe something else. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's always fun because you know exactly the target you got to hit. Yeah. And it's so neat. And you get, you know, you write a thousand jokes, but you can't say but four. (laughs) And then you tell those four jokes and you go, man, I should have picked the other jokes. It's fun. (laughs) It's always fun. It's super fun. Okay. I love to find that petition. I gotta sign it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So do I. If you get it up to twelve, in like the next five minutes, if we all sign it, we'll get it up to twelve. But but now that I feel like everybody sign it. Yeah, there's an awareness of it now. Okay, so Lacey, you're on board too. I'm on board. Yes. 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 Put some fake names on there. Where? Yeah. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? (laughs) Muriel Higginbottom. Lacey, what was that name? Up. I can't even think. I can't think of the name. Emma Jean Thudpucker. Emma Jean's going to sign that. Emma Jean Thudpucker. Emma Jean's signing that. And kind of along the same lines, I said in an earlier podcast a few weeks ago that that I could go into our podcast reviews and give five stars every day. (laughs) (laughs) And it would count. And I found out from doing simple math and just trying to start again that you, you, Jonah, you are right. You can only give yourself five stars once. Yeah. Yeah. Apple's Apple's probably got that that technology figured out. But... uh, yeah. They that's say a, thank yeah. you. So that's why I thought. 
I'm going to give you five stars. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Five stars. Thank you. Five stars. And we'll give you five stars. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Now, so it sounds like we're all on board for this. Jonah, what if you came yes. out and you said no? No, I'm definitely on board. Okay. So the next petition is called Make Show Choir Have PE Credits. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. This one's made out to the Millard School Board. It's very long, but I'll just give a quick recap. Uh, We all know how hard us show choir kids work. We have vocal boot camp, choreography boot camp, and hours hours and hours of practice. Not only do we dance, but we also sing while dancing, which requires a lot of hard work. According to dictionary.com, the basic definition of a sport is an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess and often of a competitive nature. Show choir is so physically demanding and it requires more activity than some sports. For example, basketball. So anyways, this whole thing is about how they should get PE credits for being in show choir because it's basically like a sport and it's very difficult. What do you two think about this petition? 100%. My- is it Millard Omaha? That's a good question. Because I was about to say, when you said Millard, you that's an tell. Omaha thing. So I Is that an Omaha it. thing? Omaha, Nebraska. Could be right. I yeah. mean, it could Millard could be anywhere. Could be. That's hilarious. Millard, but, I don't know. It could be. I don't know. They don't. I don't. My only thing for Omaha is Saddle Creek, so that's my only reference <laughs> that's point. Right. Saddle that's Creek right. Records. Yeah. Saddle Creek. My records. daughter was in show choir. I wholeheartedly okay. agree with this. Really? You do. I had to sit through all those show choir performances. I know Amber was in show choir, but yeah, my daughter was in show choir, and they did a lot of jumping around, and it was very, very trying. So I'm going to say yes, it should be considered. Sport. I was in show choir. I went to show choir camp. Whoa. It was the shit. It was the only camp I ever went to, and it was the most fun I've ever had easily. And uh, I have to say this. If this is Millard, in Millard, Omaha, and they're saying their show choir is physically taxing, that's true. But if it's any other place on earth, <laughs> it is not. Buddy, a step touch and jazz hands up, right, down, left, up, left, down, right. That's not. It's not. It is not. It was not physically taxing. But there were some they have where they would game. be like throwing each yes. other around. Yeah. Wow. And Millard, I remember, had red dresses back when I was a kid. And they were really wow. flip-flopping each other around in that mug. Yeah. And like you're singing and singing is physical. Yes. Sure. Whatever. It's true, but they really were like it ain't no basketball, so please stop that. But it is it's physically quite something. Yeah. Not basketball, but something. Something. Jonah, what do you think about this? I think it's a well-written petition. I think I think I'm okay with maybe we can end this trend of everyone labeling things as boot camp. Vocal boot camp, <laughs> choreography boot camp. Okay, like we get it, like something difficult. We did now, I guess we just call it boot camp. I don't know. But I like the dictionary definition. I think this person makes a compelling argument. I don't know a lot about show choir. I was never involved. But yeah, I mean, sure. It seems, I'm sure it's, yeah, why not give them credit? I mean, why not encourage people to be artistic, you know, especially if they're not good athletes? Maybe they're talented at this. Yeah. Why not? I, I support this. What about you, Vanessa? Well, yes, I support this. And in fact, someone someone wrote in one of the comments of it, my kids compete in show choir and many programs already successfully do this. So this isn't out of the realm of possibility, but we've come across many a petition that people, you know, kids often want gym to be 
or PE class to be optional. Yeah. And that's a that's a very common petition on here. And um, I think show choir, it does seem like it's a maybe a better compromise because okay, because I think a lot of the people who probably want gym to be optional are in show choir. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I I think I I understand I am from the world of of I'd rather be tapping my toes and singing a song than uh, you know kicking a ball because <laughs> I'm bad at sports and I get out of breath easily so I would say I like this petition I think this person makes a good argument all right we're in agreement yet again now that's true something that's crazy. I want to say is for the first time in the history of us playing this game on this podcast, our next petition in this in something that was a little crazy was that you guys think you might know the school that we were just talking about for the show choir petition. Something else that's crazy is I think I might know the author of this next petition that Uh-oh. I randomly found. <laughs> and Amber, you might know him too. Uh-oh. Okay. This next petition is called Make comedy sports an Olympic sport. And I'll read a little bit of it. And it's, it's made and it's, by Seth Myers. It's made by, oh my God. Can you imagine? Although, okay, <laughs> let me read a little bit of it. For too long, theater kids have never gotten to enjoy the cheers of crowds, the thrill of the win, or the glory of a championship until now. Comedy sports is the country's first and only comedy show played as a sport. Two teams, uh, we know how this works. We need to petition the IOC to recognize comedy sports as a legitimate competitive Olympic sport in 2024. I am Jason Geis, and I'm the artistic director of Comedy Sports Chicago. And as a theater kid my whole life, I finally found my competitive side as I've watched other non-sport people find their competitive side. And it's just as intense as our more traditional sports friends. We practice every week, blah, 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 blah. It's real, and other theater kids need to see themselves represented in the greatest showcase of sport in the world. <laughs> I can't tell if that's Jason doing a bit or if he's serious. I, I think he was serious. I mean, look, he put it on Change.org. Vanessa, how did you find this petition? I was trying to look up comedy-related petitions, and this came up, and you know, obviously we had a comedy sports in Chicago that was very popular. Amber, did you ever do comedy sports? No, because I auditioned and I did not get picked. Ooh. But I did do Jason Geis had a comedy theater called PH and I did that. Yes, that's right. I looked him up because I was like, how do I know this guy? And I either, I think I, did you do PH? I did for sure. I think I almost auditioned for it and then I didn't want to do... Wasn't it a huge time commitment? It probably was. Okay. I feel like... And it was so fucking fun. It was like Lorianne Olbrich, Kevin Soretta, you know, yes. like uh, Rebecca Krasny. Yes. <laughs> I My friend Alex Fox was in PH and, I, and I'm still really good friends with her. And I remember, yeah, they had the best time, but... I recognized this name and I thought, I think I know this guy. And then I looked it up and I had emails from him. That's right. PH related emails, comedy sports related emails. And this is a first. This is, there are so many petitions on change.org. And to have a petition that was written by someone you know, and it was written in 2019 and it has 64 signatures. (laughs) Um, so we could all still sign it. And someone wrote the comment, make the phrase comedy gold really mean something. And someone wrote the comment, comedy (laughs) is a sport. 
And I'm not really sure why I read you either of those comments. (laughs) Well, I also feel like you two are talking about comedy sports. Like it's like this thing that I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, what is comedy sports? Okay. Comedy sports is when people play short form games. Like what's Wayne Brady's show is called? Whose line is it anyway? No. Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? anyway? That's right. So it's like a live whose line is it anyway, where you get suggestions and you play, you know, games based on those suggestions more so than you get a suggestion and then you just improvise loosely for a half an hour or whatever. Right. And then there's a referee because um, there's a referee referee. because there's two teams. What what I'm laughing about is my friend, I had a friend and I will not name this person who I used to be on a team with in Chicago who was once refereeing a comedy sports, a game. Because again, there's two teams of people and, and the audience votes on which team wins the different games. But he fully shit his pants as referee and had to like keep coming on stage and, and refereeing and had to just stay facing forward, you know, and got hide from everybody. I can't. But fully say their first and last name right now. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, say their name right Fred now. Fred Williams. <laughs> Who was it? Will you tell me and then have them bleep it out? It was I think okay. is how you pronounce his name. He was a good is. friend of mine. Okay. But okay. he fully shit his pants and... Um, and <laughs> and I, I'm keep sorry. Referring. I'm sorry. Did he say why? Was he ill? Did he eat a lot of cheese? I think he must have. He was living in. Why um, do I need to know this? I need to know. I think he was living in like. (laughs) Squalor? I think he was living in North Carolina at the time. And I think there's a lot of really rich food. Like whenever we would, we had visited that comedy sports. He wasn't used to the food. But I think he was used to it because he lived there. But when we visited there, you know, sometimes Southern food, it can be rich. I mean, were you there? No, I wasn't there, but I still think it's one of the funniest <laughs> stories so I've ever heard like about you someone. you with the in- barrel? I have so many questions because <laughs> if you're not wearing Depends, how do you... No one noticed? I think this was not a regular thing for him. I think he just... He must have eaten something that disagreed with him and he was on stage. And you know... Those comedy sports, how long would you say they are, Amber? Like the the whole show, because it's a competition, probably at least an hour, an hour? long. No yeah. one knew. I just want to, no one was like, that dude up there just shit I his pants. I almost feel like we need to do an episode where we interview him about this and just get his answer. He do. But I think I he closure. was able to somehow hide it. No, <laughs> I, I will say this. I don't think it happened at the very beginning. So maybe he only had to hide it for, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, God. But oh can God. you imagine having nope. to come out and be like, Horrible. okay, and uh, that was zip zaps <laughs> up. And, <laughs> and if you, and if you like the left. blue team, give them a vote. And if you like the red team, and then just slowly backing towards the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be like, that was a, a brown paper bag foul. This this must say vanilla ice fowl. It oh, was offbeat. No. Oh. All right. Next up in to do run run. <laughs> Amber, you're terrible. Fun. Terrible. I love comedy sports. Going back to the petition making yeah, comedy sports and Olympic sport. I don't think we can go back to the petition now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we went off the rails. Done. Yeah. Crash the train. Does we're, everyone we're everyone um well let's each vote on our favorite and i think i know what our favorite is but also i think 
this group seems like they would sign multiple of these petitions. Yeah, 100%. But so Amber and Lacey, what do you each think of the petitions? Hire Amber Ruffin to host Oscars 2023, make show choir have PE credits and make comedy sports an Olympic sport. Of course I'm for Amber and the show choir, but not for the Olympic sport. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think they should make comedy sports an Olympic sport because how hilarious would that shit be? Oh my God. I'm, I'm for it because I like chaos and that would be the friggin' best, man. Oh man. It's just some random audience being like, yay. Yeah, boo, how do you and judge? that decides whether or not you get <laughs> yeah. a gold medal. Okay, I man. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. That's that is crazy. Funny. But I do think I should host everything all the I time. Think so, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Jonah, what about you? Yeah, I, comedy sports. Uh, I've never witnessed it. Doesn't seem. I think I might rather be stuffed in a laundry chute. Oh, whoa! <laughs> it's fun when you're Jonah. first going in, but then <laughs> well, someone's got to pull you out. Maybe for like five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, is but fun. but uh, but no. In all seriousness, uh, yeah, I wish them good luck with that petition. I don't know if it's really right for the Olympics, but you know, maybe it could be a thing. But I think yeah, Amber hosting. Obviously, it's going to be my pick. Yeah, I totally definitely. support that. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa, yes. what about you? Same. I, I look the the comedy sports is an Olympic sport. My only issue with it is just I feel like there would be some perhaps language barrier issues where sure, it sure. might be you know, and I don't know. I I I feel split on it. I sort of like um, Amber's reasoning of just the chaos of it. I think would be really interesting. And that is we want to we want to support our friend in Chicago. But so I say I'm sort of fifty fifty. But it, obviously, if I had to pick one, it would be Amber to host Oscars twenty twenty three. Now, I think that it would maybe have to be twenty twenty four, given yeah. the current. But but I think people are signing knowing that. I think everyone needs to go to change.org.net yes. and then sign this petition that someone I know has to have done. Who would okay. do such a Do you thing? want her her full name is I will give it to you. Her full We'll put name it in the show is, notes. We'll put the petition yes. in the show notes for sure. We'll put the petition in the show oh, notes. Brandy, her name is Brandy Bigley. Big I, I think she. I think she's just a fan. I think she's just a fan. Oh, too. that's nice. Yeah. isn't Brandy. that so nice? Brandy's my favorite. Very How nice. nice. So thank you, Brandy. You win. Mm-hmm. Brandy won. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to draw this exhilarating podcast to a close. Thank oh, you both no. so much for being here. Where can people find you two? I'm pretty sure I'm at Amber Ruffin on everything. Maybe I'm at Amber M Ruffin. Look, you know, try it and see who you who you get. I think I'm Lacey Lamar you one. Get, that's what was meant. Lacey Lamar, Lacey one. Lamar okay. one. And we have a podcast. Yay. Yes. Yes. Yay. Well, everybody be sure to, sure to check that out. Jonah and I got to be guests and we had a lot of fun. Yes. And um and they're and they're adding in their sound effects late now. Because <laughs> you know, I didn't hear it. Okay. can't hear it. Thank you so much to Amber and Lacey for joining us and to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? Where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like sliding down a hill in a barrel.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.